Have you ever seen the piece of art where an old-fashioned church is upside down? Well, an artist from Canada made this piece. It's rather fascinating. The title of the piece is called Device to Root Out Evil. You can Google search Device to Root Out Evil or Upside Down Church. Basically, a person who's worked in the Christian church. I'm called a pastor by some. I suppose I'm part of that evil that this artist critiques. I feel it. I understand it. I guess I want to do my part to root out the evil. Perhaps it's not evil that he's bringing up, but it's me bringing out the good of this thing we call church. Well, I'm embarking on another journey. I'm looking at this image of this church upside down differently. If you have the image, you'll see the church steeple is just piercing into the ground. It's a very sharp point, and that's the foundation now. It's a small piece, but it's a piece that pierces the ground. It's small, but so important. What's my point? What is the point of church, I guess I'm asking? What is the point of Christianity? What is the point of religion in a Christian sense? What is the point that this artist might be having a see as the steeple is pointed into the ground? For me, the point is Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to point myself to Jesus. And I want to hopefully point other people to Jesus. So how will I do this? How will this adventure be unlike another church? I'm not sure it will be that different, but I will offer this. I'm experimenting with this thing I'm very familiar with, and that's called church. How will I experiment? My first step will be by engaging church upside down. I think a way of doing that is by having mostly non-Christians as a part of this project, a project that I will call Upside Down Church. Some of my non-Christian people will be people that I know, friends, um, people that we've had some discussions with before. Others will be musicians, artists, filmmakers, and all sorts of things from media that I find interesting and that I think might be helpful to look at church upside down. My experiment will be to approach typical aspects of church from a non-Christian lens. I want to test and see how God is at work in the non-Christian world. So how will I hold a church service? Well, in some ways it's going to look on the outside like church, or it's going to sound like it since we're doing a podcast. I'll use some of the familiar language of church, some of the images, the themes, the theologies, and all those other things. But I'm going to fill them out with non-Christian stuff. I'm not sure if this makes sense, but here is a taste of what I'm talking about. Are you ready? Let's start. Church. Allow me to begin with an opening word. Welcome, my unreligious friends. I am Bryant. I suppose I'm the leader of this upside-down cult. You have entered into the inner sanctum of another church. Church these days is a place where most people, 
Even Christians cannot stand to be in or go near. But here you are. You're in your room. You're in your car as you're listening to me ramble. But here we are. You're searching for something. I know I am. We're gathered together here in this podcast, in this space, to search for connection. I hope to start something in that connection. Allow me to offer a quick prayer to focus our attention. Dear God, I have no idea who's listening. I have no idea if this is right, but I simply do not give a damn. If you are there, you will make yourself aware. You'll make yourself aware to me and to others who are listening. I want to empty out a part of myself so hopefully you can fill me and others. Thank you for listening to me, a broken leader. Amen. Feel free to say amen. Okay, next. It's time to focus ourselves. You know, I don't want you to sing a song, or if you do, that's fine. But perhaps take a moment to search in your mind to pick a song. Perhaps you know it by heart. Perhaps you need to pull it up right now on Google or YouTube or whatever. Go and pull it up. I'll give you a minute to find it on Google or YouTube or Vimeo, wherever. And just pause the podcast. Okay, we're back. I guess you got it. What I want you to do is I want you to play this song. And I hope that as you play this song, it brings... something to your attention. It brings something positive. It brings something hopeful. It brings something good. Something perhaps beyond yourself. Have you got it? Now, a quick reminder. If you have a hard time focusing, perhaps sing the song. Feel the song. Connect with the song. Walk around in your room or wherever you might be so it helps you focus in this time. Once you're done with that, come back and we will continue. All right, so you listen to your song or whatever that thing was for you. Good, great. I hope you were encouraged by it, and I hope you feel some balance from that song. May I now share with you the song that I listened to? Great. I listened to the song Take Me to Church by the artist Hosier. This is a fairly older song now, but really interesting one I've always appreciated. I appreciate that the song and and the challenge that it brings to me. I really appreciate the line from the chorus that says, Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. I'll tell you my sins, and you can sharpen your knife. Offer Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give you my life. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies. I'll tell you my sins, and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death. Good God, let me give you my life. What lines of hard truth. I wonder about this singer Hosier and the pains that these words come from in reality. 
I wonder how the church has hurt him or others that he's cared about. Now for me, or for you and your song, a couple questions to reflect. How does your song help you see something about the truth of life? Perhaps that ponder that today. Or another question, did it help you see something about God? Does this song help you see something about God? Think about those questions. Sit with your thoughts for one minute. Allow me to cue up some music while you think for one minute. Okay, you listened to your song. You reflected upon some questions for that song. Hopefully that brings you something more in a deeper, more meaningful way. Now, time for a brief message from your unholy host in this upside-down thing we call church. That's right, it's all right. Let's loose these folks now. Lord, we pray now that you'll loose these hearts right conditions For today's sermon, or perhaps backwards message, I want to start with a brief look at the beginning of Jesus' life in Matthew chapter 3. Basically, what we have is this crazy person, crazy John the Baptist. He is like a wild man living in the desert. And John the Baptist would actually do something interesting, religiously speaking. He would baptize people. That is, he would get near some water, and he'd dip them down in water. And John did this because he believed God was sending something that would change the world. In some ways, what John believed was coming from God was a judgment. And since John was a rather zealot person and very passionate, he probably thought that God was going to come and bring judgment like a hammer. And in some ways, I think John was right. It was a hammer. A hammer to the proud. But this act of John dipping people into the water was to symbolize being washed, to get ready for the next thing that he thought God was going to do. So people would come to John, all sorts of people. People would come to John because they knew something wasn't right in their life. And they saw crazy John and they said, well, crazy is perhaps what I need. And so the hope was to let this washing, this baptism, become a new beginning for these people. I think of myself right now. 
pursuing this upside-down church idea. Perhaps I want to be washed and ready for something. For what it is, I don't know. May I ask you something? Is there something you're getting ready for? Is there something you are waiting for? Hmm. Think of it like this. Typically, most of us, we start off by showering for the day. You want to get washed up before a meal comes. Well, this one day, as we're told in Matthew's account of Jesus' life, John just has this argument after he's baptizing these people, and he's having this argument with a bunch of religious, can I say it, religious assholes. Religious know-it-alls. I'm sure you can think of one in your mind. These religious elitists, as I'll call them, were thinking, we don't need to wash up. John says to these religious know-it-alls and these elitists, you basically need it the most. Don't think just because you're so religious that's going to save you. John says, turn from your ways. John says something so interesting. He says, God is able to turn stones on the ground and raise up new children. Friends, I have to pause here. Pause and just label the fact that John the Baptist is a badass. He's basically telling religious elitists, religious scholars, self-righteous, church-going type folk, and saying, with all your knowledge and your supposed holiness, that's not what God is about. Hmm. My friends, I guess I'm not the first person who originated an upside-down view of things. But I continue. John goes on to say that there's an axe lying down at the root of trees. And he dares to say, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Oh, man. Oh, here it is, preaching hellfire and brimstone. What do you expect from a Christian? So sorry, y'all. Let me make this a little more digestible for our politically correct friends. I guess I'll stylize it like this. Maybe John said something to us. May the church... And any religiously arrogant person who thinks their actions make them good with God, may they be cut down and thrown into the fires of hell. Is that better? Is judgment on the other group better? (laughs) Who knows? But friends, our world is not right. And I think what crazy John the Baptist is offering, what he's hoping for, is that there's something that will come to cut out the bad to cut down the terrible, to show that forms of pride that separate us and don't connect us are not what God is about. And John wants to prepare us. I suppose I want to share this with you because something is coming for you. Ooh, that sounds kind of scary. Something might be coming for you, perhaps not to destroy you, but rather wants to destroy what is destroying you. What's that thing that's destroying you? That might be internal. It might be external. That thing might be in the church. It might be in your fridge. It might be on that website. I don't know. But maybe it's time for it to be cut down. Brothers and sisters, I hope you hear this. Something is coming. John is preparing to turn the church upside down so that we can really focus on what's needed to focus and help us see. Let me come to a close with this weird message. 
John is saying something's coming. If you're a Christian or a follower of Jesus, and you have any familiarity with this Christian view, you know he's talking about Jesus. John says this person to come will baptize with God's Spirit and God's fire. I want you to think about that. What would you do if you were dipped into a substance that connected you with a bigger sense of self? What if this thing that baptizes you also purified you and purified you where you needed it? To put it towards you, what in your life needs purification? Friends, I'm a person who I know I need to be purified in many ways. Let me close this service now. Can you do this for me? All right, ready? I want you to do something very simple. Put your hands out with your palms up and raise them up. This is a very ancient practice. It's a receiving of a blessing. I would like to prepare you to receive a blessing from the one who is coming to rest in you to purify you and perhaps set you afire. Dear God with the axe, be gentle with me and my friends who are listening. Dear God, as you come to prepare us to receive your spirit and your fire, may we share that with others. May we receive this backwards blessing. In the name of the God who comes to cut down but build up, be blessed. Friends, I appreciate you listening, and I hope this helped you in some way in your journey for today.